I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It is great to be back. It seems like weeks and weeks since we've had a, a bit of a Love Island cast kind of chat, hasn't it? So what have you been up to? Well, we've been in pretty much lockdown after my operation. I've not, not been... been anywhere nice. <laughs> trying to say Dave um, <laughs> the, the living room you know yeah, the yeah. back garden <laughs> I've had a bit of a pub crawl around my house and I don't even drink that much but no we've literally just been out a walk and I'm sure you're the same walking self-isolating following all the guidelines which has also led to us watching a lot of tv Dave now I know you know we're going to talk about a couple of things that we've watched or we're going to be watching in a couple of weeks but one show and I haven't spoke to you about this one show that means Sam have watched 40 episodes of Dave, which at 40 minutes each since we've been off, he's one gone mad with medicine, which started in 2013. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of housewives from Atlanta, some are doctors, some are not. What a bunch of bitches, Dave, and I fucking love it. And we've been watching them <laughs> every day. I mean, one day we watched about six in a row. They're just proper bitches like they've married either doctors who are loaded or their doctors and uh they're loaded but they're all up their own asses and oh it's it's ridiculous but it always kicks off we've had like proper punch-ups in this you know they always say about the love island stuff like i wish we had the punch-ups and stuff yeah, yeah. Got it, and we have not stopped watching it and and honestly i think we're on about it's like 2013 i think we're up to about 15 i don't know about season three or the end of season two because honestly we've watched about 40 episodes it's ridiculous honestly but um yeah that's preoccupied my time but just before that dave was a show that has took the world by storm and i have been coercing you for weeks to try and watch this big <laughs> thing and that is tiger king i mean what did you think of that oh my god i i still i mean we went back and forth on this didn't we because i i think we sort of talked about maybe doing it on the show as, as something a bit different I still don't really think it'd work because I watched every single episode sort of thinking, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. I, I, I don't know who to root for. These are all just a shower of bastards and just utterly weird. And I don't get any of them, but it was so compelling. And so, you know, after the first first couple of episodes I was in and, and, you know, I've been took the dog for a walk today, you know, for my one time I'm allowed out of the house kind of thing, apart from essential shopping. And uh, I just could not get the Carol Baskin song out of my head. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you something as well? It's going to ruin your, um, ruin the illusion. He didn't even sing on them songs, you know. A band has come out oh, and bit, said, "Bit of Millie Vanilli, is yes, it?" Yes, he literally. You can literally, if you if you listen to him, you can hear like a very faint voice over the top of him. You know, like the, as if the, these two singers, and that is pretty much Joe Exotic. However, Dave, if your lover has shot himself, spoilers, everyone, the family's there. The, the two things I probably would never do. I would never talk about the fact that I used to get his balls out and they were like golden balls and put them on my head and everybody in the park had experienced these golden balls. And then also I wouldn't want that singing with a fucking four-piece band in front of his mother who's obviously got drug problems. I mean, I ended up feeling sorry for Joe Exotic at the end. I don't know how because he's an absolute 
bastard, narcissistical. He was fueling straight guys with meth so that they became gay lovers of his. Um, and then I felt sorry for him because of Jeff Lowe and Carol Baskin. I mean, how the hell? Unbelievable show, Dave. I, I totally agree. First episode, <laughs> I'm thinking, what is this shit? But oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that bit is a particular highlight. And, and I agree. I, I think, you know, you sort of feel sorry for him in that he was a bit stitched up. The guy clearly doesn't have a poker face. But it, it was fucking weird. And the fact that you got it on the camera where, where you know, his lover sort of shot himself. And I wondered what the fuck he was... Where was he going with that whole thing? And I, I did have to do a little bit of a TikTok about it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I had the I had the golden mullet and uh, the cap and everything. And so it took me about five takes, Chris. <laughs> Just like so good. Young girl seen his balls. Oh. They were like golden nuggets. <laughs> So he says, like, you know, he used to drag them balls over my face. And it's like, you're at a fucking funeral, man. What what are you doing? (laughs) His poor mum's there crying with the family. And she's obviously got some sort of drug um, addiction as well. I I, I mean, honestly, you you talk about different things. So we start with it. Because originally, obviously, it's a documentary within a documentary, wasn't it? It was supposed to be about Joe Exotic. And the guy who filmed it, who looks a bit of a shyster, to be honest, Dave, the producer, I'm not buying all that bollocks he was saying, he then lost all his footage because the actual place where the crocodiles had also the, the recording stuff in, and the crocodiles died. And then he was saying, Joe Exotic releases a video of the suspect who is just Joe Exotic walking off. <laughs> in the, he's yeah. fucking, because he wouldn't kill his animals, and pretty much, it was never proven, but pretty much it was Joe Exotic. I mean... yeah. When the girl gets her arm mutilated, you're like, oh, Christ. Anyway, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, we've just had someone's just lost their arm. They put their arm in the kettle, starting, and then he went, I don't think I'm going to financially survive. And that is for me, I said to you, you would love it because it was just Davy Brent, the office scene, the training one where he pulls the guitar up when Dawn is arguing with her boyfriend and (laughs) and he's not singing to him. And it's that. That bit to sing at a funeral is fucking amazing. It was absolutely sensational. Sensational <laughs> program for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And and I guess I had no idea. I mean, I guess the clue is in the title, but I had no idea what it was all about. And so I found, you know, I, I, I do like animals, Chris, as you know, so... I found it a really difficult watch, you know, and it, it took me a couple of goes to get through that first episode. But like I say, after after the first couple I was in, because again, it, the first half of that first episode, you think he's a, he's a bit of a, you know, hillbilly philanthropist, you know, and he's all about the animals. And then he's like fucking shooting his shotgun at these things and like, Jesus Christ, what, whatever Carol Baskin has done, you know, to, to, have him shooting a dummy, you know, which is essentially made up of her, and then make up a song about her killing her husband and feeding it to the tigers and getting a fucking lookalike in. You just like this is batshit crazy stuff. Yeah, you, you, you're on like obsessive levels, aren't you? And, and I, I, look, Dave, let's be honest. The first two episodes, Joe Exotic looks like a complete see you next Tuesday. Totally deserved. There's no excuse for the way he treated like Pulling the poor tiger cubs out, literally just been born with a fucking rake to get them, to get them out to sell 
uh, the dream to people who come in his bloody zoo and that. And said, but then you've got like that Doc Antle who's got about nine wives. They get paid $100 and do like 16-hour days. You've got um, Carol Baskin, you know, Lacey saying, put salmon on the feet. Salmon or fish, whatever the hell it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, one of the tigers attacked Joe when he pulled the gun out, then he and shot near it. And you're like how the holy fuck are these people living and surviving? I mean, the whole story with a husband is bullshit, isn't it? It's absolute <laughs> bullshit. You know, I would love to get, you know, they look at body language and stuff, get a proper body language expert, because when she was responding to those questions, she looked guilty as fuck, Chris. Yeah, her eyes were blinking. <laughs> I said to you, Anna, I, I've only studied a couple of books. I'm not an expert, but I can see some telltale signs. And uh, even this married with, with medicine, there's a bloke there who's obviously cheated on his missing. And every time they mention something, his hand's going over his mouth. And always basically that, that's a sign of uh, you've worried about what you're going to say. You know, if you're rubbing your eyes, it's all up, it's all in your eyes. And you, you, you and I agree, Dave, she is guilty as fuck. I'm not necessarily saying she may have killed him. I think she's probably had someone bump him off, but the f- fact that the fucking tigers ate really well afterwards, I'm pretty certain that's what's happened, but amazing, <laughs> amazing. And it's the fact that that absolute psycho is just like, hey, cats and kittens, and it's, she's riding a bike with a fucking helmet on, and Joe was going to get someone to kill, kill her. I, I still think, out of all of them, the worst person in the whole thing was that Jeff Lowe. He was an absolute wanker. Um, and, and his poor wife's pregnant. He's like, we're going to get back in the gym, getting a nanny from fucking Europe, some absolute stunner. And it's like, you're horrible. How are you? And taking Tiger Clubs up to, in Vegas up to rooms so he could get different women. And it's like, he looks like a little fucking <laughs> weasel, doesn't he? You know what? I've got this fucking dating thing all wrong because I, I couldn't quite get it. You know, A plus B equals C, but I don't understand what the what the middle bit is. So... He takes some tiger cubs, you know, into hotels in Vegas, gets all the girls to sort of pet the cute tiger cubs, and then has these massive orgies with them. It's like, I don't, I don't get how the first bit joins up with the second bit. No. But, yeah, I, oh, it's very, very strange. Um, yeah. And, and his, his relationship with his wife, you know, is, is very strange as well. But I, weren't you saying there's another episode coming out? Yeah, so, so it's coming out on... Uh, Sunday the 12th is it or the 11th what day is it? it's the 12th yeah Sunday the 12th of April so it's a guy called Joel McHale who used to do like a show on E called Soup and that he's, he's an actor ex-American footballer bit of a smart ass Dave he's done a lot of the gaming uh, shows and stuff very funny guy and he's I think it's a bit like a reunion he basically says on he does a little promo on his Twitter the other day dressed as Joe Exotic saying uh, basically the ones who aren't in prison are going to, you know, we're going to have a bit of a follow-up and that, see what they're doing now. Because obviously this is filled over about five or six years, wasn't it, all together. So um, I'll be honest with you, Dave, I'll be watching it as soon as it drops tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely compelling watching. And I don't think that's going to be my last Joe Exotic TikTok, to be honest. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, we all know everyone's going to be going as Halloween when we finally get out of this lockdown, don't we? Oh, everyone's going word. to be Joe Exotic. 100%. <laughs> He's actually, Dave, I'm quite interested because... You know my love of Vegas. I've been watching the Louis Farou Vegas uh, one over the last two days, and I've just watched the Piers Morgan one. Just you know, you know how much I love that city. But Louis Farou actually went with Joe Exotic in 2011, 
and actually filmed the whole show on him. So I want to go back on that and watch it because that was that was obviously before this Netflix thing's come about. So and he looks quite young on it to be fair. So I presume Louis was doing it around 2010. So that's that's on my list. I think it's on the BBC iPlayer to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a surprise for you, Chris, because I've been looking at some reality TV as well. In fact, even before that, I, I should should say, I went full Love Island, Chris. <laughs> and I asked someone to be my girlfriend, and they said yes. <laughs> Dave, I'm not happy because you didn't have me there playing like the violin or throwing rose petals at her feet or anything. Uh, dressing up as Disney characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There was no drama with that one, Dave. Well, that's very Dave. At the end of the day, that's really nice, actually. And just remember, um, when we make it rich and famous, Dave, these are the sort of stories we can sell to people. You know, with like world famous podcasters and stuff. Well, oh, I uh, yeah, I, and it, it, it is funny though, you know, because without the the influence of Love Island, I, I I don't think I've asked that question since I was about. 12 or something you know the actual question you just sort of start going out with someone but i did actually do it it's pure love island fucking hypocrite i know i know (laughs) i bet you didn't even think you probably said it went oh my god what i've been slating them i did think i did think all right i thought it all through you know there was a whole whatsapp message <laughs> she was sat next to you. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I've been watching Chris. The um, so one of them is Married at First Sight. So this is set in Australia, and honestly, fucking hell, I think whenever the next season comes up, we need to think about jumping on that one because I, I never saw the first uh, Love Island Australia. But what you describe in that is pretty much how this is you know yeah. i mean they they kind of there's some science involved i'm not massively bought into how much you know they sort of get them to smell different smells and stuff and you know it's it's about the chemistry that they have what are they looking for in a partner and all of that and then they get them together the first time and then they get married but then it follows them through and they all kind of live together but of course you know they're all fucking shagging each other there's all these bits of drama and then some of them end up together. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure out of about, I don't know, it's probably something like 12 couples or something, uh, one ends up staying together. <laughs> so, no, it's absolutely brilliant, Chris. I'd, I'd fully recommend that one. Yeah, and we, we have got a little show to announce, haven't we, Dave, to keep us going while there's no Love Island? One that we we're have, but just, just before the new show, so the other one that I've been watching is obviously The, Batch- the Bachelor, South Africa. Yeah, and your so, podcast I mean, is going well, Dave, I've got to say. Yeah, so I, I, I'm i enjoying that. Obviously, we've got a couple of different projects, haven't we? Well, like the Beatles, we're sort of branching out, you know, with other musical projects. And so, <laughs> so yeah, no, that one's going really well. I, I do find it a bit weird, Chris, I must say, because... I, I, you know, it's funny how I started this journey is like hating Love Island and then kind of loving it or love hating it. Um, but at least you've got like equal men and women or, you know, it's a bit lopsided one way, one week and then lopsided the other side the next week with The Bachelor. It's like basically one dude and he starts off with 22 women and they're all catfighting each other to try and win the affections of this one bloke. And so I, I know you've probably watched The Bachelor before. I've known of it. 
Um, but it's very weird watching it episode by episode, I have to say. I mean, what, what do you make of The Bachelor? Well, we've watched loads. And I genuinely, I know I've got to catch up on the South Africa one. I watched the start of it um, and I need to do it. Because obviously, I know what we said, didn't we? I want to get myself on there onto the show with you guys as well and, and give it an analysis at some point. But when we've watched it in the past, so we've watched like the American one. I think we did it in the UK a couple of times a few years ago. But the American one stood firm, keeps going. The Aussie one we watched because... Uh, Sophie Monk, who presented the Love Island series one and two, she was one of the, she was the bachelorette, and she got with this guy who nobody believed she would, and literally within about a week they were fucking they were that was it, see ya, you know what I mean? Like we, but <laughs> so that's but I, I struggle with what I, what I love about it a bit like the Love Island, I love about the here and now, and I'm hundred percent certain that afterwards they're not going to be together for more than a couple of months. Once all that PR shit and money's dried up they just fall off fucking part and that's pretty much it but to watch it as a spectacle i love it and and i think it's interesting because when it's the girls chasing a guy the girls like a proper cutthroat and, and i haven't seen obviously the south african one but going off previous season they just cut for don't give a shit and they just fucking go for it and if they want to get with that guy that's it and there's always the bitch and there's always that one girl who just doesn't give a shit about any of them and she's just there purely to find love or get more tv time with the blokes, it's always a bit more reserved and you might get one who's a bit of a snake, but everyone else just takes it as a... And that's not a slant at the girls. I love the fact the girls are more honest. The blokes are all a bit fucking soft and, you know, like not really saying the feelings. So I always find that the Bachelorette is... Um, the bachelor, the bachelor is better because the women are more honest and they don't stand any fools and they just basically tell each other. So I think you coming in at this point on The Bachelor... He's probably better, um, you know, and you'll get addicted to it, Dave, because there's loads of oh, am. out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well into it. I, again, I just, I just find it odd. You know, I find it, you know, a little bit strange, but the drama is really good, I have to say. So I, I am fully bought in. I, I've watched a little bit of The Bachelorette New Zealand. Not feeling that quite so much, but I joined it kind of late as well. So just seeing that season out. But um, well, I'll tell you what, Chris, i tell you one season I am really looking forward to and honestly we will get on to love is blind in a second <laughs> but we are going to review as our next kind of show because we're pretty sure there's not going to be another love island this year we are going to review too hot to handle on netflix now what do you think of this one chris well to be honest dave i saw it on the front page of netflix because obviously pretty much everyone's either watching netflix prime disney plus at the moment on a loop and i found <laughs> yeah. a bit of youtube from some of the subbies that i watch on youtube every day um, and i'd seen it and and you sent me the trailer and said you've got to watch this chat and i'd not seen it i genuinely hadn't seen it until you sent it me yesterday as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck me, we are in. Like, we've been watching one, and it's fucking shit, Dave. Though, X on the Beach, it's from MTV. We've literally nearly finished it, but it's a celebrity one with, like, Callum Best. And Callum Best has got more fucking Xs than fucking anything. You've never seen <laughs> anything like it, Dave. You It'd be like mean? The Bachelor again. <laughs> oh, the other week, they brought two of them in. But it's all fake, and they're all celebrities still want that, like, still want that five minutes of fame. So watching this, this is basically Netflix version of Love Island as such isn't it so so yeah i, I don't want to think because you probably recently only but basically they're not allowed to touch other or something is that right well they're not allowed to have any kind of sexual release at all it seems so again that you've got these hot 
blokes, these hot women, and they're all put there together. And it looks like from the trailer that they didn't quite know what they were signing up for because it, it drops it on them that, you know, they, there's going to be none of that hanky-panky at all. And I just think that is going to be fucking hilarious because they are going to be, they're going to need fucking scratching posts in there or something. I mean, can you imagine like two or three weeks in? Oh, God. Well, Dave, the trailer pretty much alludes to the fact that nobody abides by them rules, don't they? <laughs> well, there, there is that. I guess you have to get caught, don't you? Yeah. How's the shoulder going, by the way? Oh, it's fucking <laughs> killing me. You fucking wanker. <laughs> it's fucking killing me at the moment, Dave. It really is killing me. <laughs> and, and Pornhub's giving away the premium version for free at the moment. They can't take advantage of that either. <laughs> <laughs> bit tricky with a house full, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like an ironic hell, isn't it? You know, when, when you make a de- make a deal with the devil and he gives you what you've asked for, and it's like you can't actually take advantage of it because he's played a trick on you. It's like here's access to porno premium. Oh, everyone's at home all day. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got double-edged sword on it. Of all the times for me to have a fucking shoulder and bicep operation, I could be absolutely in the best shape I've been in for years. And I'm fucking training on my left side, Dave. It's not good. I can't do anything. <laughs> Spending more time going through the fucking cupboard eating food. So that's that's the problem. I'm, I'm training like mad, but I'm just, uh, oh, it's frustrating on every front day. That's why these TV shows are literally the only release I've got at the moment. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say though, I am drinking it a lot more since this lockdown, and it, it makes it worse. So, um, I work with some colleagues in Sweden. They're just wandering about, going to the fucking restaurants and pubs as normal, going down the gym. Life's not changed up there, so um, yeah, it sucks. You know, if you're in one of the countries where you are locked down, but uh, you know, we're all sort of in the same boat, aren't we? So. Uh, we just have to get through it as best we can. But enough frivolity, Chris, because we've been going for 20 minutes here and we've not yeah. actually talked about Love is Blind. <laughs> so we probably should call this episode just general chit-chat and, um, although that'd be stealing our mate Mike's <laughs> podcast name, podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, general chit-chat and closing out Love is Blind. So I must admit, Chris, I watched the, uh, the reunion a, free, a few weeks ago. Uh, Mrs. Wales, uh, who gave us a review a few episodes ago, had reached out just to say, you know, come on, guys, are you doing the reunion or what? So we we had to jump on the mics, but obviously us not talking for a a couple of weeks. uh, Just wanted to get over that first. So I can't remember and I don't have my copious notes with me. Um, So I'm going to ask you, what did you make of that reunion episode? I, I actually... Watching it, I, I tell you who I thought come out of it with a lot of credit, Dave, um, was I can't think of a fucking name now. The blonde one who who everyone was we was Jessica. Like, Jessica, she come out of it with a lot of respect from me. So so they get them all together. I think Carlton was really nice. Um, what he did with oh God, was it Diamond and Diamond? Diamond. Yep. He apologized. When he got down on one knee, I was like, holy fuck, what's he doing? But you know what? I've got to give him credit. I I, I really respect what he did. I thought it was really nice. It was nice to her. She'd got a lot of backlash because of some of the comments. She'd said he defended her. He he apologized himself. Brilliant. Jessica with um, Amber and, oh, my God, David. I'm just keep thinking of Tiger King. Barnett. Barnett. 
Um, See, my notes were shit, but it seems yours were worse. Yeah, but <laughs> it's this man with medicines <laughs> taking over my life. Um, but what the problem is, you know, Jessica completely apologised, and, and Amber was right to have a go, and she's saying, like, you out of order, you were coming back telling me what to marry her, blah, 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 blah. But Amber doesn't have a problem with Jessica, but yet she's dyed her hair blonde and looks pretty much similar to her. And I thought Amber was just being horrible, to be honest, Dave. I don't like you say. Oh, you know what, Chris? I miss this. You know what? And again, we do our film review podcasts, don't we? And I have a lot of fun with those. So we, we do speak quite a lot, obviously, just not on these reality TV shows. But I'm seeing everything opposite to you. So let, let's take it one by one. When Amber tore strips off Jessica, I was like, fucking good on you. Because she'd obviously, we, we saw what Jessica was. And just bringing it back to uh, Tiger King, I, I, someone sent me a meme. I, I can't remember. I've had so many. But just saying, it was a picture of Jessica saying, oh, you know, you're the most hated person for a little while. And then along comes Carol Baskins. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. But, you know, She's obviously watched the show back. Now, during that whole experiment, Jessica was fucking horrible, and she was absolutely two-faced. And the only time she really seemed to buy into her relationship with Mark was when Barnett sort of asked, oh, well, you know, it seems like you have some regrets. And then she she did a 180, you know, from, oh, I can't leave here with any you know, regrets or doubts. She did a 180 to be like, I am mortified that you would even think that. Bullshit. We all could see that you were doing that. Now, Amber probably was just taken in by the lies, has watched this back, and you would be fucking pissed off, Chris. If you you saw someone who you'd put your trust in, you knew she had a bit of a crush on, on uh, on your husband, but... Ultimately, you didn't think it was as bad as what she actually was. So I was Team Amber in that scenario. No. Right. So you're not swaying me on this, actually. I'm going to agree. (laughs) I I agree that Amber was was fully within her rights to call her so-called friend out and say, you absolute bitch, you made a play for him all the way through. You're totally right. We know what we marked. It was basically like like at school when you're picking teams at football and you end up with the last one. It's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> and he ended up being like the fucking consolation prize, completely out of order. He didn't deserve that. Um, she was wrong, completely wrong. Once she got levered, and like you say, the whole ridiculous, I don't believe, we're just friends, Bart to Barnett, when they had that chat, yeah. like, you dickhead. However, once somebody apologizes to me, and it seems since she said, I've watched it, but I'm embarrassed that it, it was totally wrong. I am so, so please accept my apology, blah, blah, blah. At some point, you've got to draw a line in the sand and go, yeah, that's it. Whether you never speak to her again, you go, right, okay, thank you, that's it. Because Jessica needs closure because she's obviously been holding this for the last year because it was filmed the year afterwards. Um, I just love the fact that Amber dyed her hair blonde. I was like, oh, my word, what are that you doing? is a bit weird, isn't it? And yeah. and we'd seen through the season or series, say one of them, Dave, not both of them. Yeah. You know, we'd seen that she's got some issues um, to deal with. And I thought that was a really, really odd choice. And you know what? I, I don't think it suited her at all. No, no. And and you're right, you know, and she didn't she didn't say she wasn't going to accept Jessica's apology. She just sort of said she was still working on it. So I think, you know, again, she's had a lot of time to stew. And I, I'm sure after the show, at some point, she'll kind of 
you know, just move on. But you know what, Chris? And again, I'm going to disagree with you on that apology. So her apology to Barnett and Amber was apparently sincere. But having watched 10 episodes of her say one thing, but her actions indicate that she means something else. I, I'm not sure I buy it. I think she went in well prepared. She knew exactly what she was going to say. You know who she didn't apologize to? Who? Mark. No, she didn't. That's a very good point. Mark was just swept aside again, wasn't he? You know, um, yeah. I don't know so, what he's so done Amber to was her. Amber was attacking her. And so, you know, and again, she's probably still got latent sort of feelings for Barnett. So all of her apology was aimed at them too. And it's like, fucking Lord Farquhar over there. <laughs> and, and we all know he's a bit naive, you know, but there was not a malicious bone in his body. So, you know, party, you must feel a little bit of regret or a bit of remorse about how you treated him. No, there, there was nothing. I think, you know what? That's a good spot, Dave. That's a very, very good spot because I didn't even think about that the whole time. So maybe you're right. Maybe I'm completely bad judgy character again. Um, but, <laughs> but, but but I think as well, what, what was funny was with Amber, you know, I've had a beef with that girl since the start and Barnett. I don't like either of them. Is cocky-ass Barnett when he was talking about Kelly and and um, oh, what she called her, the one who was with Damien, the... Uh, Giannina? No, not oh, sorry, that's Damien Giannina. I mean, sorry, the the one who got married, the other ones who actually stayed together. Um, oh my God, David, it's been it's terrible. List. It was all Carlton? our life. Was it Carlton? No, um, Lauren and Cameron. That's it, Lauren. Lauren and Cam- when he was talking about how he had all these things, we never saw on camera. But like, oh, but and, uh, fucking Amber was like, oh my God. I was thinking, Barnett, mate. I just wouldn't say anything at this point. Just leave it and say, we had a good few connections, but Amber was the one, but he went all in on all these like little words and things. And now he really liked him. And I could see she went from like holding his hands across in a shot, crossing her arms. And she's looking at him to say, you fucking prick. I thought he's going to get battered when he gets in now. You know, she genuinely, there's just something not right about her at all. I, I'd be amazed if they're together in a couple of years. Yeah, I I don't think. And, and you know, they sort of alluded to some fiery arguments, didn't they? So I can't see them lasting really that, that much longer. But, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, at least they, they made it to the reunion. I mean, you mentioned Lauren and Cameron there. I mean, they've they've taken the the extra step beyond anyone else. And I, I do want to get back to Giannina and Damien. Um, but Lauren and Cameron got themselves a little fur baby. Yeah, yeah. That, hey, didn't expect it. No, I mean, fair play to them. I mean, mm. they seem kind of loved up, don't they? So, you know, again, seems like for them at least, the experiment worked. Hey, they, they look sweet. They really do. I mean, hopefully, one of the prenups that she signed, or she got him to sign, was to say, "Don't, don't be fucking rapping throughout our whole married <laughs> life. Please don't. <laughs> Just go in that quiet room in the basement and rap by yourself if you're going to do it." But uh, no, genuinely did, and I think you'd be right to touch on Damon and Giannina because that, for me, at this whole reunion, was the biggest surprise. I've got to say, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I really wasn't expecting that. I mean, we we were shocked, weren't we? The way that all unfolded, and they cleverly did it. It was the end of kind of episode nine, 
from the beginning of episode 10, I think, if memory serves me right. And he was in tears, wasn't he? And then he basically fucked her off, basically said, no, you know, she's not ready. And I was massively shocked, Chris. I've not been bought into these as a couple from the beginning. I've, I've thought he's too boring. She's too fiery for him. It's not going to work. But to be honest, if I park all that baggage to one side, they genuinely did seem kind of happy. Yeah, they really did. They really, And she was saying she couldn't imagine living without him. And I was like, you know what? I actually think even though these two other couples married, they're the couple that actually look like they're truly in love with each other. All the others, yeah. I, I couldn't honestly say I can see any chemistry between any of them other than them two. And I think what you said, I got all my hands up and said, I think I was completely wrong what I thought about them. Uh, watching the reunion anyway, because I was like saying to you, oh, he's a boring fucker, blah, blah, blah. And you were saying, oh, I think they deal with it really well and the fieriness of the way they... Yeah. I think you're right. I think I was wrong. And I do I do stand by the fact that I think they're the only ones who may have a bit of a, a longer shelf life as a couple. Well, ultimately, right? <laughs> if I stood someone up at the altar, I wouldn't expect I'd get a second chance. No. Damien, if you're listening, she's a fucking keeper, right? Because you fucked her off at the altar, you embarrassed her in front of all her family, all of her friends... And for some fucking reason, I don't know whether you're hung like a gorilla or what, but she's fucking still back for more. She is an absolute keeper, uh, and you shouldn't let her go. Totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, One thing I want to touch on, Dave, just briefly, is the Kenny and Kelly situation. Something I mentioned in the, the last episode about them at the wedding and the altar and stuff is... I just still don't get how she can say she loves him and all this bollocks and then does a runner, a bit like what Jessica did, does a runner, uh, but doesn't want to pursue it. It it was all, I mean, it must have been clever editing because it was edited like they were in love. I I kept saying they're the most uh, surefire ones to be in a relationship. And at the altar, she just fucking ditched him, didn't she? Yeah. Obviously, he's with someone else now, but... I, 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 can't, I can't work out whether she, I, I know what we say about Jessica and I've really laid into it, but I can't work out whether she's probably been one of the most devious ones of the whole series because she's played it all like they were genuinely together. Again, it could be editing and it could be wrong, but I don't know. It just doesn't sit very well. And he seems to have come out of it quite well, but I, I, I don't know. She, she seemed very, very upset and a bit, a bit on edge to me. Yeah, I, you know what? You might be onto something there, and and you know that couple just bores me to tears. So I I don't expel that much mental energy kind of thinking about them. But you're right. I mean, she almost seems like she's properly played it up to the cameras. At least you know, at least Jessica, you know, was just hammered all the time. So you know, contradicted herself blatantly, you know, so she, she's, again, she's not got that very good poker face. Whereas Kelly really does seem to have that because yeah. I've got no fucking read on her at all. I, I didn't see it coming, what, what happened right at the end, but with what happened makes me believe, well, all the stuff that I saw before was pretty much bullshit. Um, Kenny, I, I I think he's a classic sort of sales guy. To be honest, he'll he'll give you a positive spin on pretty much any everything, you know. So he was t- talking about how it helped him in his existing relationship, and it's like, 
every word that comes out of his mouth, I feel like he's trying to sell me something. So, yeah, I'm not really bought into them. But definitely, I mean, I have no idea what her reasons were for going on the show. But, yeah, she's got some shit to figure out herself. Yeah, she has. I mean, as we close this out, Dave, I've got to say, as an experiment, and the fact that they've commissioned the series two and three, we're definitely going to be coming back to this because, again, like you were saying about Married at First Sight and that, it's on the same sort of lines, the same um, beats and, and structure of the show, but I love this sort of stuff. You know, the, we, we've had plenty of stuff to talk about, haven't we? And, and if this to what to handle leads into something that's even more controversial than fucking great. I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> <laughs> to just keep ourselves in check that we don't end up with like 20 different reality TV podcast shows, don't we? <laughs> so. I know, I know. Because I messed up last year, didn't I, when I said about the US one, US Love Island, and I said, right, we're going to do it. And you were, on this, you were like, fucking hell, we discussed it. Well, that's it. it was on hell, the that, show, wasn't it? That was brutal, wasn't it, though? <laughs> I mean, fucking two... Two episodes a day. That that was fucking tough. And our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I tell you what, Chris. I mean, we talked about my sort of uh, other project, Bachelor Banter. You've actually got another project as well. I have uh, now. Obviously, my, you and me used to do a radio show, didn't we? We it was born off the back of Comics in Motion, our other podcast. And we used to put a bit of music on it. And it was a local uh, Northwest radio show called Indie Rocks. And then from that, I decided I wanted to do like a combat type show because I did have a podcast before we even started podcasting, like a based on, it was a football gaming one with a bit of wrestling and uh, UFC and boxing and stuff. And I did this indie combat and it was pretty good, but then it just sort of died. And, and I, I wanted guests on and it was difficult to get people on. So it just fell off the, the wayside. Now, I'm a massive wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan since I was like nine, ten years old. And it, and most of my friends, when it got to like the late 80s, early 90s, that dropped off, I didn't, Dave. I watched it. You know, I don't really watch the product now, I'll be honest with you. If maybe the last nine or ten years, I'll, I'll jump in and out of certain storylines if an old legend comes back or anything because it's just all like PG stuff. It's really boring, boring and mundane. And they're, they're athletic, but they just don't tell the old stories. However... Going back in time, I love sitting there on a Friday night. Sam's watching all the soaps or whatever she's watching. And I go on them YouTube meanders and it always ends up with some sort of wrestling match mixed in. I always say to you, don't a gypsy fights or music or whatever. But there's always classic wrestling matches. So I've created a podcast called Wrestling Gold. And that was born off the back of an, one of our friends, Scott Weverly's 20th Century Geek podcast. Because I've done a trilogy of reviews on his over the last couple of weeks when we've done a bit of downtime so that's really ignited a fire so i've got a couple in the bag they're going to be released next week so if you want to give me a follow at wrestling goal four on twitter or the wrestling goal podcast if you want to email in uh the wrestling goal podcast at gmail.com if you want to email in even uh, and then what's made it even worse dave is scott actually was a wrestler a professional wrestler um called john bull and we had a discussion on the show and he and me have decided that we are going to step in a squared circle against each other in a wrestling match in 2021. Now, obviously, with my injury, I'm going to need a bit of oh, rehab. Don't anyway. be getting the excuses in already. Oh, no, there's no excuses. <laughs> but Scott has actually called me out yesterday with a yep. full promo, and I've got to come back with a promo. So, guys, you're going to have to stay tuned because I always take the piss and call myself Hulkamania and that, but I'm going to have to try and step up because I've always wanted to do wrestling, and I never thought at 41 I'd be stepping in that ring on 42 by the time <laughs> this comes around. <laughs> but it's happening. <laughs> 
You are a disappointment, Sunshine, right? He <laughs> called you out yesterday. I have not seen a comeback from you yet. He is now to be fair, he's probably thought a little bit about scripting that sort of <laughs> how he shouted you down, but he has called you out and you've still not come back with anything. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Well, don't forget, we we me and Scott talked about it and I didn't expect anything. And then I put Twitter on all these notifications. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to do something now. So I've got stuff ready. I've got it all there. I need to go full wrestling promo, old school 80s promo. And I really got to give it some. But I'm, I'm just wondering, everyone's in lockdown. And I'm thinking, who the fuck? They're going to be listening to me screaming and shouting. <laughs> I don't mind if it was a normal day. Nobody's here. I'll be fucking neighbors. And I've got a, a nice little gym. I have a proper big cabin of training and stuff. And I'm like, it's got to be something to do with the weights and the training. I'm thinking, but I've got to go full on Hulk Hogan in this promo. So I've got it all there. <laughs> <laughs> Could you not go understated? You know, like just chilling out. I, I I don't know. I'm, hey, I'm expecting before the day has gone out. Right. You. I'm expecting a, a response on Twitter. Right. Okay. There will be a response. You've put me under pressure now. I'm gonna have to go and get all my gear on. I've got a full outfit and everything. So. Um, right. <laughs> well, I seem to remember on the on the 20th century geek. I I think Scott said I should be your manager, shouldn't I? Yeah. Didn't he? So, yeah. I'm your manager. Now get your fucking arse in gear. Get on that, whether it's TikTok, whatever the fuck it is, get that response out there. You've been called out as a pussy. Get fucking on there and and get your own back in. Right, on that bombshell, if you want to get in contact with us, at Love Island Cast on Twitter, the Love Island Cast at gmail.com. And as always, get your reviews and emails into myself and Dave. And if you do want to follow my journey, as I say, get over to the Wrestling Gold podcast because the first couple of episodes come on and you may hear about me attempting to train at 42 years old, 41 years old. So. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dave. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> And if you want to get across, if you want to, if you're watching along with Bachelor South Africa, go along to there and give that a subscribe as well. So again, it's a bit different to this one, but you know we have a lot of fun as well. And yeah, it's just taking the piss out of them again. So yeah, it's good. It is good. <laughs> now, Chris, this has been a lot of fun getting back into it. Don't forget. We'll be releasing two hot to handle recap slash review and thoughts and everything when that comes out next week. And so, uh, yeah, Chris, can't wait. No problem. Me too, mate. I really can't wait. And uh, we'll see you all next time, guys. Bye now. <laughs>